0: I Welcome to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elliot Perlin. My guest today needs no introduction at all. She has a million well-earned accolades in television, film, and music. She is an entrepreneur, philanthropist, and recently released her fourth book and her third baby. This is the interview everybody's been asking for, literally. People just love you, Hilary Duff. Welcome back to the podcast.
1: I really, like, released my third baby.
0: (laughs) Didn't you? It's an epic release i did (laughs) uh so is duff really your last name or did somebody make that up
1: what of course it's my last name i
0: don't know it's such a cool last name
1: really oh my god i always like struggled with it i got like made fun of because of duff beer on the simpsons and then i I feel like if i was gonna make up a stage you might come up with something a lot cooler than duff
0: i mean i like duff beer on the simpsons (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I thought it would be cool Okay, so it's a real name Where are the Duffs from originally? Where do they date back to?
1: Um, I'm a Heinz 57
0: is Oh, you're like a little Harris of everything?
1: Mm-hmm. German, no. like Irish, Scottish Yeah, a big
0: A big mix mm-hmm. I'm a Hunts one I know Yeah, I'm just a Hunts number <laughs> one <laughs> All right. A lot has changed since the last time we spoke. Last time you were imminently due, you had blue hair. Now you have three kids and blonde hair. It's hard to keep up with you. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going to be tomorrow. Let's talk about the end of your pregnancy. How are the final days?
1: Oh, my God. Um, So I had, like, crazy insomnia, and then I had restless leg syndrome, which was, like, driving me crazy. I felt like an insane person.
0: Only Um, when you're trying to sleep?
1: Only when I was trying to sleep. And then I feel like the anxiety of knowing that that was going to, like, kick in when as soon as I laid down made me wildly miserable. But, honestly, business as usual. Like, just kids drop off, like, you know, busy.
0: Yeah, the crazy thing is you weren't sleeping, and I would see you, and I was like, I wish I had half as much energy as you have when you're not sleeping. You know what I mean? Like, you were still like the Energizer bunny. We drop so many brands now. Heinz, Hunts, Energizer. Yeah. Yep. Wait till later. I have one more brand in store for you later, but you still had incredible amounts of energy. Was it a hard game mentally?
1: I think that I mean it's funny because you and I talk about this all the time. So now we have to talk about it publicly for the podcast. I have a hard time not having any control over certain things, and. I'm really like a go with the flow kind of person. So I I don't believe myself to be like a control freak, but when I have no control over something that's happening to my body and like time frame and what's going to work out for the rest of my family, like that really sucks for me. And that's like a whole challenging game to get through. And then also the way that I decide to give birth is another major mental hurdle for me that stresses me out before it
0: happens. What do you mean by that? The way you decide to give birth?
1: Like at home and how it's going to unfold and wrapping my head around the pain and the anxiety of not knowing how, you know, like every birth is different and just not knowing. um. I really like when someone can be like, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. This is how it's going to feel. This is how long it's going to take. And then I can be like, cool. Okay. I mean, I can do all those things. Oh, so
0: like if somebody just wrote a script for you. Yeah. Action.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I could show up and do it
0: you are not the like sit down and just close your eyes and do yoga type but you tried it
1: yeah you got me to do yoga
0: and i feel accomplished I two in that
1: times with natalie before i gave birth
0: and you didn't hate it
1: no i liked it a lot and in fact i have 3 more sessions with her and i'll probably do more
0: postnatal yoga is so good for you
1: i have a really big problem trying to make myself take a moment and like breathe or just take a moment for myself to do something where I'm not like doing busy work of some sort, whether it be something on my phone or something in my house that needs to be handled or like giving a dog attention. Or I just feel like, you know, I'm pretty spread thin, but I like it that way. But when she came over, I was like, oh, this feels like I can relax if someone forces me to. Got you. And I realize the benefits of it when I do it, you know? Yeah,
0: eventually, you know, that just being an energizer bunny catches up with you, even though the bunny doesn't. He just walks around hitting the drum all the time, but eventually he's got to recharge that battery.
1: Totally. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, I think maybe having this third child will send me over the edge of like, I can't constantly beat the drum.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you (laughs) got to shut it off and pause for a minute because I saw you posted on Instagram. You didn't want to be roommates anymore with uh, your baby. I love that one. Did you do things to try to get the birth ball rolling?
1: Yes, I did. What did you do? You mean pre going into labor? Yeah. Well, I saw you every Sunday. I was taking barrage oil.
0: Ooh, how do you take it? Two ways. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) Two ways at the same time.
0: There's a book that says every woman has two mouths.
1: There you go. Nailed it.
0: You got a butt, Nailed it. Okay. What does it taste like?
1: It doesn't taste like anything. It's, it's a just, pill.
0: Oh, you take the little squishy pill?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, just, okay, cool. And one dissolves. Okay.
1: Yeah. And um, what else did I do? Walked.
0: A lot of walking?
1: Yeah. Sex really was, like, not interesting for me at all this time around. So towards the end where like with banks that felt like a really helpful slash fun tool this time I was like nope not for me. So and it like annoyed me majorly and people were like, <laughs> oh, you know what really you know gets things started I'm like nope not happening. Uh, yeah. <laughs> for Matt.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: but but maybe not maybe he was like this is better right now.
0: Do you know why the difference?
1: No, I don't and honestly I thought I was having a boy because with banks, I was like totally down. And with this baby, I was like, I don't know if it was maybe having, you know, more kids and trying to keep up with everybody that just made it kind of like at night feeling exhausted and just really not like a ton of time. And I felt like a little more protective of my body this time around.
0: Oh, that's interesting.
1: But when I'm trying to think if I did anything else, I mean, when my water broke, I did the castor oil shake. And I went for a walk and I was doing like curb hops and trying to do everything I could to go into labor. Cause I wasn't having any contractions.
0: All right. So labor started four days before your due date. Yep. And it started with your water breaking. What time of day? Midnight. Oh, really? Yeah. You're so like specific. And were you sleeping?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or trying to sleep?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Was it a question? Like, is that my water? Or like,
1: Yeah, uh, it was a question because it was not like a full break. So I got up to use the restroom and kind of felt like a, you know, I kind of felt like I peed my pants a little and I I haven't done that during this pregnancy. So I was like, whoa, I stood up out of bed and I felt like a gush or whatever. And I was like, oh, shit!" Uh, I went to the bathroom and then I was like, without a question, that's water.
0: Oh, cool. And then uh, did you wake up Matt?
1: Yes, because I was kind of excited. I thought it was going to be like go time, you know, from everything I've, not everything, but from what I imagined was like your water breaks, you start getting contractions.
0: Not for you. So in the other two pregnancies, your water never broke. No. It was broken for you.
1: Oh my God. By the way, Beth, my midwife, my amazing midwife listened to our podcast and she was like, Hillary, I would never break your bag. I didn't do that. I think the way that I like phrased it when I was talking to you made it seem like she broke my bag. Oh yeah. But she didn't. My bag broke after she checked me.
0: Oh, right. Like, but, yeah. Bang.
1: yeah. It was like, I don't know if it was just a perfect storm of her like checking me or it just would have happened anyway that way. But she was so funny. She was like, I would have never done that unless you asked me to. It was like, no, no, I didn't mean it like a bad thing. Like she <laughs> felt like a relief when my bag was broken right before I gave birth with Banks but yeah this time okay it happened on its own and I was super excited because I was like oh it's go time I woke up Matt and then nothing nothing happened
0: <laughs> and Just
1: water all day long it was all night all day
0: leaky leaky duff mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> did you call Beth
1: I texted her yeah
0: and did she have any advice
1: She was like, okay, cool. Well, let me know if, you know, you start getting contractions or whatever.
0: So midnight water break. And then I guess it's in the morning you got up and started doing all that walking and stuff.
1: Um, Everything kind of slowed down. Like, I guess when I would stand up and walk around, like there was definitely like water, but it wasn't concerning because. I knew it wasn't enough water that like the baby was not in water anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was checking bath like updates and stuff. So it was just kind of business as usual. Luca was so pissed because I made him go to school. That's always the deal. He gets to skip school when I'm in labor. So he had to go to school and Banks went to school. And when Matt came home from dropping them off is when I was like, I want to go for a walk up the hill. We live in a really hilly area. And so we took a long walk Nothing. And I've been having contractions since I was 20 weeks pregnant, like (laughs) major. Right. And so nothing's happening. And I made it up the hill, didn't have to stop one time. So then I was like curb stepping. Is that what they call it?
0: Yeah. Well, you're just one foot up on the.
1: Yep. And nothing. And I came home and I was so pissed that I was like, make the shake. I'm going to drink the castor oil shake. And I've never done that before either.
0: Mm. What'd you put in it?
1: I made the witches. What is it called? A midwife's brew? (laughs) The
0: witch's brew. Well,
1: I call my midwives the
0: witches. (laughs) Yeah, they are a little bit.
1: So what is it? It's apricot juice, castor oil, and almond butter. And some kind of tea that I couldn't get my hands on, like lemon verbena or something like that. So I ended up using lemon balm oil. Oh. And ice. It made like a smoothie. It might have worked. I only drank half of it because I was kind of scared to have like crazy diarrhea or something.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the downside of castor oil.
1: But it never did that to me. But maybe because I only drank half of it or something.
0: Maybe it's because of lemon balm.
1: The lemon bomb?
0: You changed the recipe. <laughs> you think
1: lemon verbena tea really would have been the downside. I don't
0: know. I have no idea. I mean it's the castor oil that usually irritates. I you.
1: think it worked, but
0: what time like, was it when you drank that?
1: I want to say it was around one forty.
0: Oh, so it's like thirteen hours later after your water broke. Okay, and up until then, still no contractions. Nothing. And then afterwards.
1: Then afterwards, I drank half of the shake, and then I was like, "I'm gonna chill on this because I'm just a little nervous." One of my friends was like, "This is no joke, so be careful." Approach with caution. (laughs) But but it's actually a joke in my family that I have like a steel stomach. And I can eat, like, the spiciest things, and things don't affect me that much. So, anyway, then, you know how— everyone... I got
0: queasy just when you said spicy things. Really? Yeah, I have, like, a Jewish stomach. I don't know.
1: So does my husband. He can, yeah, like, we're... cook an jalapeno, and he's ill for days.
0: It's—I uh, it's, have to call him sick.
1: <laughs> well, if we ever get to have Shabbat together, I'll eat all the spicy things, if there's spicy things.
0: Oh, yeah. I'll eat all the bland stuff. <laughs>
1: We'll sit next to each other. So it's we can perfect.
0: Trick. Yeah. Did you start um, having contractions?
1: Yes. So I went upstairs and you know how they say that most women go into labor at night, like when mm-hmm. you're quiet and it's dark and you feel safe and like your kids are tucked away. So I tried to recreate that. I like <laughs> lines in here. I got in bed. I was like trying to trick my body And then nothing was freaking happening. I was so annoyed that I sent Matt. I had this craving for this rainbow roll from this place called Raw Junkies that I go to a lot. Mm. So I sent Matt out to get me a rainbow roll, which is like a Vietnamese summer roll kind of like it has like cabbage and it's really good, like a peanut sauce. And he's like, okay. So he went and then on his way out, I was like, can you go get me strawberries? I wanted like strawberries. I wanted some really specific random things from the grocery store. So he's like, okay, he went and got himself a coffee. And during that time, my assistant slash angel of my whole entire life, I love her so much, came into my room and she was talking to me about some work stuff. And all of a sudden I get slammed with a big fat contraction and I'm talking to her and I have to stop and breathe through it. Right. And I'm like, oh, sweet. Like, <laughs> I'm like, it's happening. But I don't want to get my hopes up because I also heard that like third babies can be your your wild card where your contractions will like come in and then they'll go away and then they'll come in and then they'll go away, but not like with any kind of consistency. So I was like already annoyed that nothing was happening all day. So I was trying not to get my hopes up and then. I'm talking to her and every four minutes I'm getting a contraction. I don't even notice. And she's like, hey, friend, you want to get that timer counter thing out? Because like this is happening often. And are you like not aware? <laughs> like,
0: oh. And you're the only two there, right? Matt's yeah. not there. The kids are at school.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. That's an excellent time to take a little break. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so I get the contraction timer out and I'm timing them and they're rolling in every three minutes and like 20 seconds and I'm like oh my god I call Matt I'm like you need to get home now like I'm I'm three minutes apart like I'm having contractions he thought I was messing with him he's like you (laughs) (laughs) you wait for me to leave for this to happen and thank god Beth was on her way to the house in like 15 or 20 minutes because my water had broke
0: oh because there's only like a certain amount of time yeah Okay, I have a million questions for right now, but I'm gonna take a quick break and we'll come back and I'm gonna ask away. Okay. This episode is sponsored by an innovative product that's made a big difference for parents and babies alike Dr. Mom Butt Bomb. As a parent of four, I've had my fair share of battles with diaper rash often resorting to thick, unpleasant pastes. I only recently discovered Dr. Mom Butt Bomb, and I was immediately impressed by its pleasant consistency and ease of application. This pediatric-approved skin protectant is free from dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, making it perfect for your baby's sensitive skin. It's designed by a doctor who's also a mom, ensuring your little one gets the gentlest care. A small dab is all it takes to soothe and protect, avoiding the mess and hassle of traditional treatments. With ingredients like dimethicone and petrolatum, Dr. Mom Butt Bomb not only soothes, but also restores your baby's delicate skin. Available on Amazon.com and Walmart.com, it's the smart choice for every parent wanting to keep diaper rash at bay. Remember, with Dr. Mom Butt Bomb, nothing comes between you and your baby. Not even diaper rash. Welcome back to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. We are talking to Hillary Duff. She's having contractions every three to four minutes. This is what I want to know. So many things. Where are you feeling your contractions?
1: All in the front of my stomach.
0: Is that your typical pattern?
1: No. Last time with banks, I was feeling them a lot more in my back. And not really like some of my friends have had back labor. So I don't think it was like that. It was just like crazy wrapping sensation where like that counter pressure really felt good. Mm -hmm. And I felt it so much in my like lower pelvic area with this baby.
0: Would you say it's similar to menstrual cramps?
1: Yes. Except for I'm one of those lucky weirdos who don't get menstrual cramps, but that's what a menstrual cramp feels like. Yes. That nauseous. And I felt everything all in front. So
0: what about intensity? Like on a scale of one to 10.
1: Well, I went from no contractions to contractions that were three minutes apart. You but, know, fast. So they were lasting for like about 40 seconds.
0: Oh, okay. And for you, did they feel overwhelmingly intense or you could breathe through it?
1: I could breathe through them until, well, I don't know when I should like share with you how long this all took.
0: Oh, I'll let you tell the story. You guide it.
1: Okay. So Beth was like on her way because my water broke. And so she was like, I'm just going to come up and check you. I know you don't have any contractions. But I just want to, like, see where you're at and blah, blah, blah. So they didn't pack any of their food or snacks or, like, whatever they personally needed for the birth because they thought they were going to leave. And I text her, and I'm like, my contractions are three minutes apart, and they're super intense, and I think you need to get here, like, soon. Like, this is moving so fast. And right now, I'm just with Lauren, and Matt got there about 15 minutes later.
0: With strawberries.
1: With strawberries. (laughs) And I fully was like hands up against the wall, swaying back and forth, like growling at that point. And the things that felt good were like really leaning on the ball, like hugging the ball. Where before with Banks, I wanted to be like really leaned back. Mm. Like I labored on the toilet a lot with Banks. I didn't at all with this baby. That felt horrible to be in that position. I like wanted to be squatting a lot with Banks. I did not with this baby at all. What's it called where they hang the scarf over something? The rebozo?
0: Yeah, and you like traction yourself?
1: Yes, and that felt very good. But in three hours, I was like pushing.
0: I mean, that's pretty fast. When labor goes that quickly, people sometimes describe it like a train moving through your body. Like uh, all of labor concentrated over a short period of time. Which is funny
1: because I felt like every time I'm telling this story to people, they're like, oh my God, what a dream. I'm like kind of, but it
0: was so hard. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. There's a balance, I think, from what I've seen and what people say, where it's like fast is nice, but not if it's so intense. Like if you could spread that intensity out over another hour or two, like four or five hours, then it might be more tolerable. Where was your mind? Because with banks, we talked about your mind, like how are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? And all of a sudden that part of your mind shut down and you felt more able to do things. How was your mind during this rush job?
1: I think at first when the contractions literally came out of nowhere and then we're so close together and lasting for a substantial amount of time for a contraction. um, I was just like really excited and felt like I was leaning in and accepting it, you know, and I was kind of like laughing at the way it was going down because people were having to like scramble to get home kind of. And I (laughs) thought that was funny and I love to play tricks on people. So um, (laughs) I do. So I thought it was like, I don't know. There was like humor in it and I felt really ready. And then it was probably about an hour and a half to two hours in where they started to get super heavy and I was struggling to keep up, you know, but my head was in the game and I felt a lot more confident in the way that I was birthing than I did before. So I was really trying to be present and relaxed and make every contraction work for me.
0: Did you have the sense that it was moving that quickly?
1: I did. And I have a couple of things that happen to me when I get really shivery, like I get like, um, when a dog like is shaking, I got it when I had my epidural too. And I felt like maybe it was the drugs that were doing it to me, but then it happened to me right before I, I think it's happened to me in transition
0: from the hormones.
1: Yeah. And your so, whole
0: body just shakes yeah the first time I saw it, it looked like convulsions so I was like does anybody else see what I'm seeing and they're like oh that's normal
1: yeah blah, 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 blah. like my jaw's like doing that and I'm just like shaking and so when that happened to me I was like oh my god I need to start pushing soon you know and I remember looking at Beth and being like this is flying like I can't keep up with this and she'd be like you are amazing you have to keep letting these contractions work for you you know And there was times where I was doing these like really weird things with my hands where I was like, a contraction would come and I was like trying to like climb out of my body, but like trying to keep my jaw relaxed and my palms open. And I was like, like, I don't know how to explain it. It was so big and so fast that I was like, just trying to keep up.
0: Did you, because sometimes in an unmedicated birth and a home birth, especially, People talk about some of the intensity feeling pleasurable together with the pain, no. not you.
1: Who on earth could think that that was like when you hear about orgasmic like births, give me a break.
0: Yeah. I'm not talking about like the movie where they're, you know, it just looks like they're blissed out for four hours, but I mean, I've been to those first where people feel like a combination and they feel intensity that's pain, but then there's also some pleasurable element to it.
1: No, I don't feel that at all. I think that I can keep my focus and feel gratitude and maybe a little bit of combination of like bliss of like, my baby and I working together. You know, every time I feel like I take a big step towards the next phase of the labor, I feel like a little bit of that bliss, but I don't feel any of that pleasure pain balance.
0: Maybe on the next one. Too soon.
1: After I had her, I think I looked at them and I was like, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> like still in the water. I didn't even know if I looked at my baby yet. And I was like, I'm never doing that again.
0: <laughs> I think it's the most common right after you give birthing.
1: Um, this was really different for me when it was finally, I started begging to get in the water and they were having a little bit of trouble getting the water pressure to like fill the tub up fast enough. And I'm like hanging onto the wall, like, please, I have to get in the water. I have to get in the water. And they're like, it's like soon, soon. And I was like, now, now I have to get in now. And I get in the water. And then that slowed my contractions down a little bit, which is normal. And
0: was it welcome?
1: Oh, yes. Yes. I hadn't had a break. Like with banks, I was laboring all over my house. This time, I literally couldn't take more than five steps without having a contraction and then being like really major. So when I finally got in the tub and I didn't want anyone near me, which was really weird. Like last time I really had like a lot of like touch and a lot of massage and a lot of counter pressure. And this time I didn't want anyone near me. So everyone was just kind of like in the room and it was really quiet. And we had a little bit of music going.
0: Who's everyone?
1: I had Beth, Julie, and Lindsay, who were my midwives. And I had Lauren, who was my doula and birth photographer. And I had Matt and I had my mother. And I had my dear, dear friend, Molly.
0: The gardener didn't come in?
1: Nope. He was just looking through the window.
0: <laughs> That's what, and the kids still weren't home yet? They were home. Oh, the kids were home, but not around you?
1: No. So Lauren, who was the one who was like, are you going to start timing these contractions? I <laughs> uh, was with Luca and Banks downstairs. And also our nanny who has been with me for 12 plus years was downstairs with the kids. And they wanted to come up, like, towards the end.
0: Do you say 12 oh. plus years? Yeah. Isn't Luca nine?
1: Yes, but she worked for me. She was, like, my housekeeper for a long time, and then.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's but a little excessive. Gonna- <laughs> you get a nanny three years before you have your first baby. Yeah.
1: But I was going to say that the midwives were, like, you were silent for most of it. And you were super cheeky because we had no idea that you were pushing. Uh-huh. And I think that I told everyone, I was like, I don't want anyone behind me. And I was just feeling very like wanted to be alone. And I was a little more like wanting just to create like a lot of space around me this time. And so Beth went behind me to check me for a second. And the baby was like fully crowding. She was like, Are you going to say anything? Like the head was out. And I just looked up and I was like, the head's out. Wow. And I think I gave one big growling push and the baby was out.
0: Wow. So you knew, but you were just like kind of inside your own mind and just didn't tell anybody. (laughs)
1: I I didn't know I needed to tell anyone. It was just kind of just all happening. Then all of a sudden I see them all slowly start to put their gloves on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's kind of crazy because if nobody was there, you just literally would have just done it yourself. And
1: I mean, I pulled her out, which was really cool. I can't believe I did that. I felt so weak with banks, but I think that was because I labored all day.
0: Yeah, much longer.
1: I didn't have the energy. Like Matt was literally holding me up for that birth. And this time around, my friend Molly was so funny. She's like, Hillary, like later when I had had the baby, she came in and she was like, you were like a, like a, like a, like a, like an animal. Like you were my friend, but you were were like an animal. And you just (laughs) hunched over and you pulled your leg up. (laughs) I was like, I pretty sure I was bearing down. There's like a term, like a bear.
0: Yeah.
1: A bear. You were like (laughs) a bear. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, she was like, and you were silent. And then you just ah, baby Simba.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That's exactly what the gardener told me. (laughs) When the baby was coming out of you, is there more intensity? Do you feel more intensity?
1: Oh, one thing that I felt different this time was uh, the reprieve that you get. It only lasts for literally a nanosecond, but the relief you get from when your body switches into like pushing You get such a relief from the contractions oh and i never felt that before i I always never understood what people were talking about but that was pretty cool to be like oh my god yes i just want to push you know
0: but sometimes people i think especially before they have the first baby just think about giving birth and they feel like that moment of the baby coming through is what they're not going to be able to handle. And that's why they get an epidural. Whereas uh, in reality, most people say it's all the contractions leading up to that moment that are harder to handle. And that moment is just a moment. But for you, do you feel more physical intensity as the baby's coming out?
1: I think it's super hard work to push the baby out, but it happened for me fast. And once I wrap my head around doing that, It usually is easier than getting through some of those last contractions.
0: So not like the ring of fire moment.
1: I felt a little bit of the ring of fire, but it's so fast.
0: As she was going through.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cause you didn't know what you're having. How did the gender reveal go down?
1: I don't know if it was as big of a deal as I thought it was going to be. You know, does that sound really lame and uneventful? I I think think I had just done so much work. (laughs) I didn't really care. I never really cared. We thought it was going to be a boy. But this whole pregnancy, I thought, oh, my God, all I'm going to want to do is look at the gender, you know, to get to see what it is. Because I've been so curious about the surprise. But instead, I think since I pulled her out, I was more nervous about pulling her out the right way and getting the water out of her, you know?
0: Did she stay under for a little bit or you just pulled her straight out?
1: Well, her head obviously came out first and was under, and then I pulled her right out.
0: Did you see her take the first breath? No. Oh, that's the best thing. You definitely have to have one more. You got to get that moment.
1: No, I think I was so nervous about her clearing the water, you know, and bringing her up with her hips first. So she was kind of like folded in half like that. Oh, yeah. And her legs were down and crossed and her cord was, oh, I had a true knot in my cord.
0: Oh, really? That's rare.
1: It is? That's what I've said. I was like, I'm more freaked out by a knot. Why are you guys so excited about
0: this? (laughs) Yeah, but everything was good.
1: Yeah, everything was fine. But I pulled her out and then, you know, they're kind of like, okay, you know, like, I'm like, she looks good. She looks good. And then I'm like, everything okay? Is everything okay? And they're like rubbing her back a little bit. I'm still holding her. And then. I'm like, can I flip it over? I think I called it an it.
0: Because <laughs> you didn't know what she was. I had
1: no idea. And then I just like opened her little legs. I'm like, oh, my God, it's a girl. And everyone started laughing.
0: <laughs> oh, but that's such a cute moment, even though it wasn't like the biggest moment. It's yeah. very cute. Because, you know, when we talked last time, you said you were a little nervous about having a girl because Banks was such a toughie. Mm-hmm. But then you said, well, maybe I'll have another girl.
1: I have another girl.
0: We made predictions
1: for the two teenage daughters.
0: I think you have time. I mean, by that point, your nanny will have been with you for 30 years.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She never says no to the kids. Are you kidding? She's not going to help
0: me. Uh, Let me think about this. Okay. We made predictions about this. Do you remember when you predicted the baby will come in relation to your due date?
1: Did I say the 24th?
0: You said four days before your due date (laughs) on the money. I said three days. Okay. Uh, before you said four days before you were on the money.
1: I'm a little bit of a witch too.
0: Yeah, I could tell. I could (laughs) tell you got the brew. And then we didn't even talk about the weight. How much did she weigh?
1: She weighed seven, eight.
0: And you said between 7.4 and eight pounds. Wow. I said seven. I was close, but not like you. I got to drink more lemon pop or whatever. And then labor length, we were both way off. You said 13 hours. I said nine hours. And you totaled like three hours, three and a half?
1: Three hours and nine minutes.
0: Yeah, three hours and nine minutes. That's crazy. Maybe that's what I was tapping into, the nine minutes.
1: The nine minutes. I said
0: nine hours. And then we both said boys, so there you go. But I noticed as soon as it wasn't a boy, you changed your hair.
1: I know, which honestly, I didn't do it because I had a girl, but when my roots start to grow out it's impossible to keep up the blue hair
0: oh yeah don't that like makes sense.
1: bleaching so i was like well i'm sitting and nursing a baby all day anyway i might as well take eight hours and change my hair back to normal
0: oh that's such a multitasking mommy thought all right i'm going to take one more break i want to know all about the postpartum stuff we'll be right back welcome back to the informed pregnancy podcast we're talking to hillary duff so you released your third kid and then um (laughs) the name where does this name come from
1: um both of our moms are born in may so we thought that was a cute little homage to our mothers and we obviously spelled it different than the month of may but that's just because we like the spelling better
0: i don't know if you know this your chiropractor was born in may
1: and we did it for you.
0: That's what I thought. <laughs> Thank you. And then there's a middle name.
1: May James. And that doesn't have any. We just like it. All of our kids just have names we like. So it's, uh, it's our right as parents to just name them things we like.
0: Yeah, well, totally. That's why my second is Snickers. And uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> you know what? Think has a girly middle name, Violet. If she ever grows up and thinks her name's a little too different, you know, she can have Violet as her name and it's a little more femme. And we thought with May, she has the same thing with James. Like there's that like masculine feminine kind of vibe going on.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. And as you could do that with a girl, you can sort of give her more of a boy's name. It doesn't work. Like this is my son Katie.
1: Not as well, but I do know an Ashley.
0: Ashley's definitely yeah, that can go either way. There's a lot of people in my kids' world that are just like Marty. Is a girl and Lenny is a girl, uh female in their lives and
1: more for girls than it is boys. I agree.
0: I'm with you. Did you have different names in mind if she would have been a boy?
1: Yes. <laughs> You're
0: saving them just in case? Maybe. <laughs> was it still gonna be James? That's my real question.
1: No, no James
0: was only for a girl. Uh, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll leave it there. I
1: will say that uh, a couple of days after giving birth, I texted Matt and I was like, maybe just one more. And he was like, the first words out of your mouth after you gave birth to May was, I'm never doing this again. He was like, I'm screen grabbing this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm back the... to the never again phase. Oh, right you now.
0: are? It's, but it's still kind of soon. Maybe we can wait a couple of months. Where is he on it? Does he have a preference?
1: I think he totally would be down. But he realizes that I have to do all the work. And he also thinks three kids is insane as well. Already. But he loves babies. He really does love babies. I, I never would have pegged him for someone who, like, loves a newborn. And he really does.
0: That's sweet.
1: It is sweet. He's a great dad.
0: Super sweet. Yeah.
1: Honestly, he's a great partner. And he is so complimentary of women and what we go through to make this happen and his favorite line is it's so unfair the workload he's like I, I did one thing one time
0: <laughs> it could have been more times but you weren't in the mood this time
1: <laughs> poor guy Wasn't the whole time that I wasn't in the mood.
0: oh okay just at the end <laughs> with the rest of his legs after banks you said you were eating placenta
1: <laughs> I mean I was not eating it like that well you said
0: you like put it, it in ice cubes and threw it into a smoothie
1: I mean, I did the day that I gave birth to Banks, the midwives did it for me, Uh, but this time I encapsulated it.
0: Oh, you're not doing the ice cube? No. Do you take the capsules no matter what, or just want to have them on board just in case you need them for something?
1: Um, I've taken them a few times already and I do actually really like them. I feel like they give you energy and I feel like they do make me a little emotional.
0: Hmm. Is that good?
1: I mean, I'm very emotional right now anyway. Really? I think more for the energy. I like it.
0: What kind of emotions?
1: Feelings of overwhelmedness.
0: (laughs) Have you had that before after giving birth? Yes. Oh, It's uh, typical for you.
1: And more with a third child and two others to take care of. Yeah. My favorite thing that's happening or my whole family's favorite thing that's happening right now is we'll just be in a perfectly happy moment. But usually I have a baby on my boob. And I'll just be like, I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone usually laughs at me and tells me I'm doing a great job. And then we just move on. Uh,
0: and the placenta <laughs> capsules make that even more pronounced.
1: I think they do. But I also think that they really help stabilize like mood and give you energy. Yeah. I think it's a bad thing to be emotional right now. I have a lot of shifts and things happening, you know?
0: I wonder if it's not long before we have impossible placenta.
1: Instead of Impossible Burger, that's disgusting.
0: Yeah, it bleeds just like the real thing. (laughs) No, It
1: looks so disgusting. Placenta? Yeah, it's so gross.
0: I mean, it looks disgusting if you're going to eat it, but it kind of looks cool if you just think about what it does, like how you make this disposable organ that does everything for your baby.
1: Oh, I totally agree with you. And even when they hold it up and show you like the tree of life, Inside of it is so cool, but then I'm also a little bit like, Whoa.
0: <laughs> "How are you physically?" Uh, post-partum? By the, way,
1: the fact that you don't just build one of those disposable organs, you can. Oh like,
0: yeah, you keep pumping them out.
1: It's crazy,
0: as many as you need. How are you physically after birth, postpartum?
1: I feel great. I think this has been my easiest one, my easiest recovery. Afterwards, I really wanted to take a shower. So I got out of the tub and came into my bed, nursed the baby, hung out. We recapped the whole experience, which was really fun. My friend came over. We had a little toast, which was really fun. Had some dinner. I ate a turkey sandwich. So random. I was like, I just wanted cold things. I couldn't figure out what I wanted to eat. But after being nauseous and stuff, I was really hungry. And then I just wanted to take a shower. And I remember everyone being like, okay, when you stand up, you have to be like, to make sure your blood pressure is like, okay. And I just like cruised to the bathroom. I was like, I'm fine. And I got in the shower and they were all standing there watching me just to make sure I didn't like pass out or something. And I remember just standing in the shower and I wanted to like hang down like this. And then when I realized I could do that, I just went all the way down and touched my toes and i was like i can touch my toes <laughs> and everyone was like they just started like laughing at me it's just
0: right away you could touch your toes so
1: nice to not have the belly bite. yes so i was feeling great and honestly the bleeding like everything was just a lot easier this time around Did,
0: did you I tear didn't,
1: i didn't tear either
0: oh that's nice did you tear with the others
1: I did. With Luca, I had about five stitches, I think. And then with Banks, I had um, an external tear, not an internal tear. So they gave me the option if I wanted to be sewn up and I wanted to.
0: Hmm. But this so, time, no stitching.
1: Three stitches or something really minor. And,
0: and this time, time my- nothing. That's nice. Here's a question about home birth. Birth in general, something I think people are nervous about is the poo factor. Mm-hmm. Is that something that concerned you over?
1: I think that the first time around was my most insecure about that.
0: Like At the hospital?
1: I, yeah, I was super freaked out. I was like, I don't want to like poop on anybody. And I don't want anybody to like see me pooping. Also, I was 24. So I think I was just, I was so down to have a C-section. I was like, if someone could just cut me open to take this baby out and nothing has to go through my vagina, that would be amazing. I'm not going to poop on anyone. And then I had such an easy pregnancy, I had a change of heart and ended up having, you know, a great natural labor at the hospital.
0: Did you poop on people?
1: Um, To be honest, my mom said that there was like a little bit of poop, but it wasn't like a big deal. I don't think I pooped on anybody.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You don't remember it?
1: No, because I had the drug, so I couldn't feel it or, you know, they're pretty discreet. I think if there's anything, they're like constantly like cleaning and wiping and whatever.
0: Right, but how does that work in, in water birth?
1: we're getting so personal here okay um so this time around nothing that i saw which was shocking because i drank that um all right <laughs> drink that castor oil shake
0: which is brew
1: that witch's is brew yeah so i wonder if i think this is a lot of women but usually when i go into labor my body naturally like i have to go to the bathroom a lot I think that's like a natural occurring thing is for your body to like get rid of everything that's in there to get ready for birth. So with banks, like I said, I labored on the toilet a lot. And with this baby, I didn't at all. And that was like super, super shocking to me. But I will say that with banks, (laughs) this little tiny poop was like, (laughs) and the midwife, she just like got rid of it. And I looked at Matt and I was like, cool. That was poop.
0: That was (laughs) Yeah.
1: And he was like, it sure was all good. All good. And I was like, all good. (laughs) Moving on, moving right past that. I'm about to push a baby out. Yeah. But you know, it happens and poop happens when you're in labor and you're pushing. Sorry, I meant to tell you this. When I was pushing with Luca and my epidural, I was lucky because my epidural started to wear off right as it was like go time. So I could kind of feel what I was like pushing into and I had a little bit more control And the first time they told me to push, I was like, cool. So I'm going to, I feel like I'm going to poop everywhere. And she was like, that's the feeling that I want you to lean into. And if you keep doing that every time, you're going to have a baby soon. And I was like, okay. So she just made me feel like really normal about it. And that is the feeling. I mean, you're pushing something out of your body. It can only come out one way. Everything gets expanded, you know? And yeah, you feel like you're... Out of pineapple,
0: that's descriptive.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: Yes, because we talked about Heinz and we talked about Hunts and we talked about the Energizer Bunny, but yeah, the pooper scooper makes a debut at every water birth because somebody's on pooper scooper duty. No pun intended. As soon as there's something in there, they fish it out.
1: You know, I think that a lot of people. I did see quite a bit of comments on my Instagram about like banks being in the water or. What does the water look like after a water birth? And it's surprisingly pretty clean, like pretty clear. I'd say with Banks, I was a little more like bloody. And yeah. with baby, the water was like clear. So
0: Yeah, I kind of feel like it's sort of like chocolate milk. When you put in those three drops of Hershey's, the whole thing turns chocolatey. The blood in the bath water.
1: Really I mean, there's not that much poop going on. Did you have to use chocolate
0: milk? No, no, not for I'm not
1: kidding. <laughs> kidding. <laughs>
0: Yeah, (laughs) not for the poop, for the blood. Uh, Sometimes the water looks really bloody, but it's not that much blood. It's just, it colors the water.
1: Yeah.
0: When did they come? When did your kids come to the birth?
1: Luca made it right as I was pulling the baby out.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: And then Banks came in after the fact.
0: Did you prepare them at all?
1: A little bit during the labor, and then I was like, someone get her out of here. Oh, (laughs) Because the contractions were like, I mean, like we talked about, they were just coming so fast and it was hard for me to, like with Luca, when I was in labor with her, he was like in and out and I was hanging out with him and we were like cuddling and it wasn't as hard right away, you know? And with this one, I couldn't handle her not knowing what was going on and being like wanting me, you know?
0: Did you do anything specific to prepare them for what they might see?
1: Um, Luca, but not Banks because... She wasn't in the room. So I did tell Luca and he wanted to be there for it, but it happened so fast he missed it.
0: Oh, it sounds like he almost made it.
1: Yeah. And you know what? It was kind of important for me because I'm really big on being open and honest with him about how strong women are and what childbirth looks like. And he knows all about periods. And, you know, it's important for me to like normalize that conversation with him for all the women that are going to be in his life, you know, and um, I think that sometimes a nine year old boy is like, Well, men have bigger muscles, I'm like, Yeah, but we bring life into this world, like, we move a baby through our body, and so that's a big, like, topic of conversation in the house right now is like equality and strengths coming from different places besides you know your muscles or whatever. So, also, I want him to someday, you know, when he's ready to have a child with his, you know, partner or wife or whatever. Like I want him to be able to respect the way that she wants to be able to have a baby. And if that's at home, that can be at home. If that's in a hospital, it'd be a hospital. Like, you know, there's many different ways.
0: I love that. I mean, equal, but different really. I mean, I definitely could not out a pineapple. (laughs) (laughs) No, because
1: you
0: weren't built to, I wasn't built to, I mean, look, I've been doing this for 20 years and it never gets old. It's insane what your bodies do in terms of, and what you do consciously to sacrifice really uh, your bodies in in a way that grows a human being inside. And then you bring the baby into the world through your body and then you use your body to make food for the baby. It's just insane. Like it's not, and that's right. Like our part is so minute when it comes to this whole thing you bring life into the world. It's amazing. It's really phenomenal. Um, You are a breastfeeder. How's breastfeeding for you?
1: Breastfeeding is really hard for me. Um, Has it
0: always been for for all three?
1: mm -hmm. I'd say it was the easiest with Luca and this baby, all the babies latch really great. I'm just not a huge like milk producer. And so it's like emotional for me. But this is the first baby that I haven't supplemented with yet. So I've just exclusively been breastfeeding her. And I'm going to keep trying that for a couple of weeks. And it's just like still painful and it's just hard. And it's even harder having the other two that I know need me so much. And this takes up such a huge portion of the day. You know, it seems like every 20 minutes I'm feeding the baby and I have to be. You know, sitting in one place and Banks is still kind of not quite old enough to understand, even though she's been amazing with a baby. It's just hard. I'm also a doer. I'm always like on my feet doing things, making things happen. And like this forces me to like actually be stuck in one spot, you know?
0: Well, you said it's painful. It's physically painful for you or emotionally painful?
1: Well, both, but definitely physically painful. At least with my other experiences, like I finally start to not feel like my nipples are being chewed on by a shark when Ouch. they're like five to six weeks old.
0: Oh, wow. How do you comfort that? It must be insane to have to go feed and knowing that you're going to feel that.
1: Yeah. It's more the like initial minute in the beginning, the latching and she's like latching totally normal to the books. It's just, I think I'm extra sensitive or something. And yeah, some days I can deal with it better than others. I obviously use creams and stuff like that. I just try to make myself comfortable. And I will say this time around, I've been using the heating pad a lot to try to help like my letdown. And that's been really comforting.
0: You said you don't produce enough even when you pump. Do you are you able to pump milk?
1: Yeah, but I never pump more than like an ounce.
0: Huh. Any and ideas why?
1: Anxiety about why and how much she's getting, but I think she's getting more than that, you know?
0: Oh, she's getting more than that when you just breastfeed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does anybody have ideas on why you don't produce as much as you need? Mm -mm. Hmm.
1: But right now I don't know that I'm not producing as much as I need, but I think since I haven't in the past, I have like tons of anxiety that I'm not and that she's like not getting enough. And then I'm like in my head and then I don't feel like enough. And then, you know, the spiral (laughs) continues from there.
0: Yeah, that's hard when you're already feeling so emotional.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm not even at week three yet, so I need to just sit back and chill and trust that my body is doing the right thing, and she's gaining weight, you know, so. Great. getting her on demand, but all my girlfriends are like, rip the Band-Aid off, give her a formula bottle here and there. It's not a big deal. Ouch. And of course, I will eventually get to that point, but right now I'm not there yet.
0: The kid's getting along well? Yes. That's sweet.
1: It's really wild. I thought that Banks was going to be a flippin' nightmare, (laughs) but she's great. She's not once been like, "No boop, you know, don't feed the baby or anything like that." She's not like sucking on a pacifier or she potty trained right before I gave birth. So I was like, thought she's gonna, you know, regress from that, and she hasn't. She hasn't. Oh,
0: amazing.
1: She does not like when the baby cries. She'll be like scrambling. Somebody do anything to make this baby not cry. It's so sweet.
0: All right. Regarding your birth, any final thoughts about it?
1: Um, I guess I would just say that as challenging as it was, because it was so different than the rest, again, so grateful that it went down the way that it did. And I would choose that way again and again.
0: I'm going to screen grab that conversation.
1: <laughs> when I dive in deep, I'm like, that was so hard. There was a few times I looked at Beth and I was like, "I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do it anymore." And she'd be like, "I know, I know you're so close. I feel like you're so close. but yeah, it's like the memories are really good and, and it just makes me happy When I look back, I'm like, it's so like I love having it at the house. there's so, something special about everyone buzzing around preparing for the birth of a baby, you know, and having siblings here to welcome her home. is lovely. So hard, hard work, but I feel like I got like another notch in my belt. And yeah, it was definitely all good memories.
0: All your symptoms go away from the, uh, like all those restless leg and difficulty sleeping.
1: I'm sleeping like a baby.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, not for very long at a time because I'm nursing her all night long. But yeah. when I do lay down, I'm so tired that I go into a very deep sleep. And it's really nice. And the heating pad has been helping that, too. Like I just lay it on my chest and I'm excited to get in bed at night and watch TV. He's like, oh, it's our time. What show are we going to watch? I put the heating pad on. And I'm like. <sighs> <laughs>
0: Okay. Your career is insane. It's hard to keep up with it. I do know that you released a little book, My Little Brave Girl, which uh, encourages girls to reach higher, dream bigger, and approach the world with their hearts wide open. That's so beautiful. What inspired that?
1: Thanks inspired that book. And it was when I was going back to work on Younger, the TV show that I've been on for the past seven years. I went through pregnancy with Banks on that show. And then When I was four months postpartum, I went back to work and I came home. It was probably my second week back to work and I was still breastfeeding her. And I remember being like, God, just it's so hard to be trying to pump at work. No one understands that you pump on a schedule and that, you know, you don't always just have milk. Like there's a whole crew of people waiting. You can't just be like, I have to go pump. You know, And so my supply was diminishing like even more than I already like have trouble with or whatever. And I got home in time for like my midnight feeding with her. And I just remember feeling like so emotional and like I was having to be so brave and just really let go of a lot. And then I was like, she has to be brave. Like she was colic. And so I was the only person that comforted her for like the first four to six months of her life. And I remember being like, I have to just hand her off, you know, like a set is no place for a baby. My schedule is always unpredictable and I'm just gone from her all day long now. And so it just kind of sent me spiraling down the path of like all the different ways she's going to have to be brave throughout her life. And I sold my phone out and started to write some notes down in my phone and it started to like have a little bit of a rhythm to it. And when I put her down, I walked into our bedroom and I'm like, I think I just wrote a children's book (laughs) that was like... (laughs) What? And I was like, can I read it to you? And you promised to tell me if it sucks. (laughs) And that's kind of where it was born. So it has a lot of like earth elements to it. And, you know, I hope that it'll comfort parents, just like how I needed to feel comfort in the fact that I was having to let go, you know, and the second you have your baby, even though it takes a really long time, you're basically prepping them to be able to be without you, you know?
0: I feel like you're an inspiration in a lot of different ways to a lot of different people, but uh, this book is really sweet and special, and I think will be very helpful to new parents and to kids, too. Do you think you'll write any more books? Like, is this the beginning of your children's book trilogy?
1: I think I'll write another children's book. I would love to write a follow-up, you know, a boy version, since I have a boy, and that was my introduction to motherhood, was my bond with my dude Luca. But right now, I don't have the
0: capacity. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. It sounds like if I'm reading the picture right, there's not at the moment going to be a Lizzie McGuire revival. Is that true? Yeah. You know, I can get past that. But what I really want more than anything, (laughs) I could. I mean, I hope maybe it'll resurface. I don't know. You never know is what I like to say. But you know what I'm secretly hoping for? What's that? The comeback of Casper meets Wendy.
1: <laughs> How did I know you were going to go there?
0: <laughs> My favorite. I hope it comes back.
1: Actually, I could see that. I could yeah. see that.
0: I'm I'm all in. I'll be the first one in line for a ticket. Um, <laughs> but uh, seriously, what is next from Hillary Duff?
1: Um. There's a couple of things that are going on right now that are in my sphere that just happened that I can't really talk about yet. Oh, okay. I'm going to be the first person to call you up and tell you or tell you at Shabbat dinner.
0: Okay, amazing. So I I think it's
1: looking like I'm going to have a job soon, which is pretty cool, but I can't quite spill the beans on it No,
0: it's great. We'll end with a giant question mark. I can't eat the beans anyway because my weak Jewish stomach.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually not great with beans either. Just no.
0: Okay, I'll I'll remember that when I make the menu. You
1: know what? I have the summer off, which is great. So, I mean, I'm always working and doing things, but I'm not filming anything. So, you know, I was shooting younger up until the month that I gave birth. So I've really missed being mom, carpool mom, packing lunch mom, making you do your homework mom. You know, doing all the things with my kids, and now I have a newborn, so I'm really going to try to take the summer to be present and be home and be just mom. And I'm really sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah, I'm sure by the end I'm going to be
0: desperate <laughs> to get out <laughs> of that. <laughs> <house. laughs> but right.
1: now I'm like panting it out, and uh, it feels really nice.
0: Amazing! Congratulations on all the uh, new releases. Thank you. And thanks, as always, for coming here and sharing. Like I said, you inspire a lot of people. And whenever you come drop by the Informed Pregnancy podcast, we get the greatest feedback. Your fans absolutely love you.
1: Well, you know, I love being on this podcast. I love listening to this podcast. I love you. And I have to thank you. You're always on my mind. And, you know, during birth, you always say certain things to me that help really prepare me when I'm spiraling and I'm like, I don't know if I could do this again. And, you know, I, I have a lot of hang ups uh, before the actual show goes down. So, you know, I appreciate everything that you do for me to help me get ready for that.
0: It's an honor. All right. So if you'd like more pregnancy and parenting information, visit us online at informedpregnancy.com. <laughs>